Hello, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Stateside Premier Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Fenstermaker, here today on the 4th of June, 2019, three days after the UEFA Champions League final against Liverpool and Tottenham, which is where we will begin it. Obviously, if you're watching this, I'm sure you already know Liverpool won that match. Two goals to nil. Started off with a very controversial penalty call against Tottenham's Musa Suzuko in the opening 30 seconds of the match. Um, we'll get more into that later. Um, Salah converted that in the second minute, and Origi ended the game in the 87th minute, giving Liverpool the 2-0 victory. Liverpool with only three shots on target the entire match. Only one save from Ewa Lloris, um, and Allison for Liverpool, seven saves, excuse me, eight saves, um, eight total shots on target. 16 total attempts for Tottenham. Neither team with a yellow or red card through the match. Also an interesting statistic about that matchup. But like I said, Liverpool 2, Tottenham nil on that result. Um, the, the penalty at the beginning of the game easily shaped it. Um, you could just kind of see from there on um, the way both teams played, the way both teams felt during the match. You could tell that had that call not been made, I mean, it's obvious, you know, a goal in the first two minutes is going to change the outcome of the match and the landscape of the match. Um, but just seeing to the effect, obviously, as a Tottenham fan, I wish that um, that penalty had not been called for other reasons, but also just for the sake of the match. I think it would have been a much more interesting um, match from both teams had that game been nil-nil after that first minute. But then again, there's nothing you can really do about that. Now, with it being the end of the 2018-19 season, I figure this is as good of time as ever to go over the 2019-2020 Premier League odds. Starting out at the bottom, we have Norwich and Sheffield United both at 2,500 to one odds. Burnley and Brighton at 1,500 to one. Crystal Palace and Aston Villa, both at 1,000 to 1, so there's the bottom six. From there, we have Watford, Southampton, and Bournemouth, all at 500 to 1 odds. West Ham at 250 to 1. Leicester at 200 to 1. Newcastle and Everton at 150 to 1. Wolves at 100 to 1. Now, once we get into the top six, that's where we see the number shrink down. So from Wolves at 100 to 1, we go down to 28 to 1 at Arsenal, 20 to 1 for Chelsea and Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur at 14 to 1, Liverpool 5 to 2 favorites, and Manchester City 8 to 13. So um, not a lot of money to be made if you're wagering on Manchester City. So it for anyone who doesn't understand how the odds work there, if you bet $13 on Manchester City, you would win eight. So you wouldn't even be getting your entire um, money doubled, which, I mean, it makes sense. Back-to-back title champions, kind of hard to pick against them. Um, but yeah, interesting to see there. Tottenham at 14-1, to United and Chelsea both at 20-1. to um, I think even for Arsenal at 28-1, to and I'm not even saying this as a Tottenham fan, um, 28 to 1 is pretty good odds um, considering for them. Um, I'd say the most interesting of all of these, Wolves at 100 to 1. Obviously, I don't think they have a fantastic chance of winning the league. Um, but just for a team that's only in their second season to have the second best odds in the Premier League, it's impressive, no doubt. Um, credit to them on what they've done. 
um, with all of that. But I would, I mean, obviously Manchester City, the favorites, Liverpool closely behind them. Um, yeah, those are the odds for the 2019-20 Premier League season. In other news, Tottenham Hotspur chairman Daniel Levy has told Real Madrid he has no intention of selling Christian Eriksen this summer. Granted, this is from the mirror, so obviously it's not a 100% guarantee, but this is surprising considering everything we have seen. Um, he has just one year left on his contract. He can leave on a free transfer in 2020. And talks for a contract have definitely stalled in recent months. Um, Florentino Perez has been hoping to cut a deal to take him to the Bernabeu this summer. Um, as you know, obviously, Zidane Zidane is looking for a big overhaul in Madrid, and that would be a big player for them. But according to um, confidential reports, it is the saying that over dinner at Madrid City Hall on Friday night, Daniel Levy made clear he won't be selling the playmaker to Real Madrid. Another big transfer news for Tottenham. This one, one coming into the club potentially. Giovanni Lo Celso is favoring a move to Tottenham despite interest from Manchester United. He's 23 years old from Argentina. Central midfielder um, from PSG was on loan at Real Betis this season. Had nine goals, five assists, and 32 La Liga appearances, five goals, one assist, and seven Europa appearances. He Stands about five nine and a half, I believe. One point, it was one point seven something meters. One point seven seven meters, I want to say. I uh, I only have the feet and inches in front of me. Um, but a couple interesting things. Um, be sure to let me know what you all think about that. Do you think Erickson will be staying at Tottenham? Do you think he'll be leaving? And also with Luis Celso, what do you think about that? Be sure to let me know. To conclude the inaugural episode of the Stateside Premier Podcast, I'm going to go over my way-too-early 2019-2020 English Premier League predictions. I'm going to leave off the bottom three. Right now, we're going to start at 17, go up to the top, and then I'll go over who I think is going to go down. Um, With some of these lower teams, it's early. I don't know too much about all of these. I'm not going to go too in-depth once we get closer to the start of the season. I'll do a more in-depth actual. This one's more so just for kicks and giggles more than anything else. So in 17th, we have Sheffield United, 16th Southampton, 15th Burnley. All three of those teams, obviously Sheffield United coming up. Um, not teams expected to do particularly well. But I think that all three of them will do well enough to stay above that relegation, especially Sheffield United in their first season. I'm sure they'll be happy to stay up. Um, from there, we got Crystal Palace 13, Newcastle United 12, Leicester 11. I think for I know for Crystal Palace and Leicester, I think that would be similarly to where they finished last season. I know Leicester finished right around that top 10. I can't remember the exact placement off the top of my head. Um, but yes, that would round out, so 11 through 17 there. Now getting into the top 10. In 10th place right now, I have West Ham. Um, it'd be interesting to see who they get transfer-wise over this window. If they get a few players, 
I think they can do decent, could challenge up higher. Um, but right now, without the transfer window, I'd put them at around 10. I have Watford at number 9. Watford started the season really well. I know at one point they were in contention for European football. You know, right on that cusp. Kind of fell apart late in the season. And then finished it off with that abysmal performance against Manchester City in the FA Cup final. Um, so right now, not really on the best of form. Not really in the highest of spirits. So for me, they're ninth. Eighth and seventh place for me are the same as the finish of last season. I have Everton at eight. Wolves at seven. This one was tough for me. I think both of these teams have the potential to challenge for a top six spot. Um, however, to put them there before the transfer window, I think is just a little bit too much of an assumption that they're going to make a big splash in the window, especially Everton, um, considering some of the transfers they made haven't always panned out as well as they might have liked with you know some of the money they spent from the Lukaku transfer or Ross Barkley or whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they invest and we'll have seen how they can build off of um, the terrific first season in the Premier League they had last year. Um, going into the Europa League spots, I have four, five, and six for me. I switched around a bunch. I currently have Arsenal in sixth, Chelsea in fifth, Manchester United in fourth. Just a few minutes before, I had Manchester United sixth, Arsenal fourth, and Chelsea fifth. Only one that stayed the same was Chelsea, and I'll explain to you why I switched those. Arsenal are going into Emery's second season. Obviously, they didn't finish the season as well as they would have liked, um, but especially going into second seasons for Ole and going into second seasons for Emery, I just think Ole has the chance for the better season considering he, he's going to have more financial backing. He's going to have more talent in the club. And I think that there, despite all of the egos, despite all of the chaos that comes with Manchester United, I think they're going to be better poised, especially with both of them playing Europa League football. I think that's going to benefit Manchester United more, considering that they have more depth and more talent to bolster their squad up to push for that top four in that Champions League. So for me, Arsenal sixth, Chelsea fifth with the transfer league ban, Pulisic, you know, a very good signing for them, but... We still don't know if Eden Hazard's going to be a, there at the beginning of the season, and that's why, for me, I put them fifth. It's just the uncertainty of if they're going to have Eden Hazard. I think if they have Eden Hazard, they're a top four team. Without him, um, I'm not sure. So that's why I have that. Manchester United, as I mentioned earlier, in fourth place. Um, a lot of chaos in that team, no doubt. I think that the Europa League will help them. Um, it'll help Ole a little bit less stress in the Europa League. Um but the difficulty for him is just going to be managing egos, as it is every season since, um, you know, they've gotten the players that they've gotten. Number three, two, and one are somewhat similar, although I do have a surprise at number one for some. Number three, I do have Tottenham. Number two, I have Manchester City. And number one, I do have Liverpool, and let me explain. So with Liverpool winning the Champions League. If Liverpool had lost to Tottenham, I think I would have put Liverpool second. But I think that now that Liverpool has won the Champions League, now Jurgen Klopp wants to win the Premier League. And the one thing that Pep Guardiola has always been held against for is his inability to push past 
the quarter or semifinals in the Champions League. So I think that for Manchester City this season, Champions League is going to be of a higher priority and focus, whereas for Liverpool, having won it last season, are now going to be more focused on winning the Premier League, which they finished one point short of, and possibly the greatest second-placed finish in the history of the Premier League. And so that's why, for me, I think Liverpool has the better chance at solidifying their spot at number one. Now, for the bottom three, I have Aston Villa 18, Brighton 19, Norwich City at number 20. Brighton is one for me I originally had at 17, and then I pushed into that bottom three. Um, I think that the firing of their manager was a very ill-advised firing. I think he was very good for them, considering what he did with the talent he had. I understand towards the end of the season, they were on really bad form, and so it's 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 difficult for me, but I just, I, I don't see them bouncing back from that. Aston Villa, um, I mean, the Norwich City, their first season up, as tragic as it is, I really do think both of them are going to go down. It'll be interesting to see the kind of money they can invest, um, being that they made it up to the Premier League. Um, but yeah, I think that those are the three right now. If I had to put money on it, I would send down. So... That is it for the inaugural episode of the Stateside Premier Podcast. If you enjoyed, be sure to subscribe for more of these. I'm going to try and post hopefully once a week. We'll see. Not sure how long they'll be. Probably will be shorter in length as opposed to longer because, let's be honest, most people aren't going to listen to a 30 to an hour, 30 minute to an hour podcast. So if you made it this far, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed and have a wonderful week.